Welcome back to Sizing Up. I'm your host, Jack the Speck. And this week's episode features my senpai, my mentor, the prince who got me into this in the first place. You know, biggest simp for him, but hey, I'm going to let him him introduce himself. So go right ahead, my friend. Hello, I go by Micro Merchant on across all the platforms. I'm the I'm the editing mastermind that um I don't know, you may have seen me or not. Uh but I also go by Dan. So we can keep it simple. You can call me Micro Merchant, you can call me Dan, uh either or I will respond to any of them. But uh I somehow created an incredibly popular quote unquote incredibly popular uh size fetish instagram page last year and now it is my quite literal full-time thing aside from little side hustles here and there but i am a full-time uh, content creator now because of this swag insane man insane um because i remember you started early spring i believe i started i think my first edit i posted up in April of last year, maybe even March of last year. And since then, I now have uh, over 12,000 followers on Instagram. My Twitter is growing pretty rapidly as well. I get to do, I get to travel around the country and take, have shoots with uh, models that I never would have thought I would have met in the first place. It's a little wild, but um, I get to, I get a lot of freedom because of being, because of doing this. Uh, It opened up a lot of doors for me. Yeah, I'm looking right now. My first post was March 25th of 2021, and we're now January of 2022. And I, it's kind of it's kind of absurd how much I've grown since then. I mean, I I figured like a thousand followers on there, like it was just a hobby thing. I would send some edits in a Discord, being like, "Hey, is this good?" And (laughs) that's pretty good, man. You should, if you want to, you can post it. Like, yeah, okay. So. I posted one on Instagram. Uh, I think I posted one with uh, my friend from Brazil, Juliana, who if you're not following her, you should absolutely follow her. She's fantastic and also is very much into the whole size thing. But um, I posted an edit of her and didn't really get a lot of traction because it was just some random page of zero followers like, hey, look at this giant lady step on a tiny guy. (laughs) But since then, it's literally, it's snowballed like absolutely insane. just the other day, I put up a a, a post of a guest on this podcast. She was on the first episode of uh, Steen. So you got to get it right because it's like half a pristine. And yep. that one already has like 4,000 views on Instagram. Uh, it's it's kind of stupid how much this stuff just snowballs. It's really, really neat. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, because so you started in March. I joined in April, and I remember you started off at a humble eight hundred followers around then. So, um, from one content creator to another, yeah, because like it's crazy. I like to where you are now. It's incredible, and it's just a testament of how much people love your work. And you know, I just got to give you props, man. It's just been honest awesome seeing you grow in this journey and really develop a content creator and um not only what you've done for me but for a lot of other content creators out there because whenever i'm talking it is crazy i i I never expected to get messages saying like hey because of you i started doing 
I started making my own edits. And I'm like, that because of me? It, it never <laughs> would have occurred to me that making these little short little things of little people getting obliterated and stepped on would be in, in any sort of inspiration other than one certain kind of way. And um, it's kind of neat because then like a whole bunch of other um, little creators started popping up who cited me as a source of inspiration for starting up their own page. So we have like, um, like micro me was one of the, one was one of the first guys I talked to that was like, Hey, I'm going to make my own stuff now. Um, Tiny factor. I think once said that um, a lot of my stuff, he takes uh, some inspiration from, I hooked them up with um, some like green screen material here and there. So I'm like, I'm always down to help out because I never, you know, would have expected anyone needing help from me. And um, you, of course, uh, you always call me your your mentor, which is which is hysterical to me. I just I just don't. I never it never would have occurred to me that I could have pushed people to create stuff. No doubt, no doubt, and especially for what kind of content it is, size content of all things. Of all so, things, like that that that's probably where the starting point has to be. So. Um, so how did you get into size content or the Giants fandom and stuff? Like, got to know the backstory behind that. Um, well, I think I discovered I liked size stuff when I was pretty young. A lot of people figure out that they're what they're kind of into young, um, and they don't really have an explanation for it until they, you know, hit puberty and they're like, oh, that's what that is. Um, but I saw uh, the ending of the movie Dude, Where's My Car? Where they I, I don't even know the plot of that movie because it's just one of those dumb stoner movies but mm -hmm. there's like aliens or something in it and there's there's dude aliens and there's girl aliens and the girl aliens at the end they all morph together and they become the quote super hot giant alien and some some like chad dude in the crowd says spit or swallow and she goes swallow and then she eats him and i'm like Huh, that's interesting and very cool. And then it wasn't until like 10 years later, I'm like, oh, that's why I thought it was interesting and very cool. So that's how I got into size stuff. And then, you know, browsing websites I shouldn't have been when I was younger. Um, I came across <laughs> like, um, like Caitlin was, I mean, still is like the best one to ever do it. Um, I came across um, Gary Pranzo's work with um, Giantess City. Uh, I think he, I think he goes by, um, or just, no, yeah, Giants Zone. That's what it is. Uh, that's called mm -hmm. Size Fetish Zone now. But uh, Gary Pranzo's work is iconic. Like you can, regardless of how you feel about it, like he literally set the tone for hiring out models and doing borderline, just like I would call it professional. But his old stuff is like super. He's been around for years. Like I think even in like the early two thousands, maybe the nineties. But about um, twenty years, I believe. Yeah, and he just pumps out whatever he wanted to see, but then he started realizing that it sells. And I think he, I think he does it full time, but like his content like shifted from like the way, way back then, like it's, it was super amateur and like he was doing the best with what he had at the time. And then he started hiring like models that are straight up iconic with the, to be associated with uh, size content. So like you have people like Callie Logan, Tara Bush, um, Tara Bush isn't active anymore, but Callie Logan is Carrie Taylor. Uh, a whole bunch of different gals who stuck around with the oh Velvets, uh, Miss Velvets stuck around. Jacqueline, 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 Jacqueline Velvets stuck around, and they all continue making 
uh, incredible, just fetish content in general. Like they weren't never going to do that, but they got associated with the giantess thing pretty, I feel like pretty early on because of Gary Pranzo. So I was seeing videos from those guys and not really understanding like why I was into it. And I remember like showing a friend of mine, I'm like, dude, I found this like wild shit. I'm like, I don't understand this. And we like would watch like the trailers for old Giants' Zone videos. And we're like, what the fuck? And <laughs> later on, I'm just like, oh, that's what the fuck. So that's kind of how I got into it was just, you know, looking at websites I shouldn't have been and um, seeing an old, uh, basically a Bill and Ted knockoff movie with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Also, that scene is iconic. Um, that's the only thing I also remember about Dude, Where's My Car? Because, like you said, the only other bit I remember is the um, is at the end when they get back to exactly where they started and a truck moves and there's his car. Yep, and it's just like they just went on this world of adventure, just like. It's like you said, it's one of those Stormer movies where you just, just sit a, back just and just shut your brain off. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember, um, that's how I got my, some of my start too. Um, I remember each like week on giantszone.com at the time, like Gary would, yeah, exactly. Like, even if you could, cause you know, I'm, I'm like seventh, sixth grade watching these videos and I'm like, I don't have the funds to buy this, but um, I realized you could also download the trailers to uh, Windows Media Player at the time. So that would be the start of me building my own collection. Even though they weren't the full movies, they gave me enough. And um, I find that interesting. And it's cool to hear someone else, you know, get into the the size content that way too. So it's it's really cool. I remember like downloading them onto my computer and I remember when I was like maybe like 15 or 16, anywhere between 14 and 16, I got like a Visa gift card and I'm like, wait, I can use this to buy a video from Gary Pronzo. <laughs> I really shouldn't have done that because that's not good. But um, I'm like, <laughs> I can finally check one of these like full things out. Um, but it, it, yeah, I mean, I just, just saved them onto a flash drive. Like I remember doing that, saving all the trailers to a flash drive because I'm, I was a, disgusting little deviant man back then <laughs> i'm like i take this with me anywhere for sure for sure but um yeah i would say gary um gary's probably the pioneer of where we are today with the size content so if he wasn't around and did what he did then i don't think we'd be here right now honestly so it's always cool to see that um let's see another question i do have is um when did you realize you like love like what is there a moment is there a edit is there a video is what's something you did that made you go like oh shit i love it like i love this content i love like this me making like, it or me observing it let's let's go with both i, I want to see both perspectives is as, as someone who views it and as someone who's a creator of it uh so as far as like viewing it goes, I think like one of the ones that like really kind of solidified it, if we're just talking like from the Instagram spectrum, I remember when Colossal Collage, just shout out that boy. Uh, I remember when he had an Instagram uh, way back, it was even before his one currently. And he would just post up like simple like photo edits 
and his underglass videos. And I remember his underglass videos were just like, they were just incredible to, to see. And I think it was one, it had to have been one of those that he made that I was just like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's incredible. Like this dude just like, and I, I chatted with him a little bit and he was just like, Oh, you know, just make it on my computer. Like, it's not like a full-time thing. I was like, Oh shit. This dude just like made that. Like he just felt like, Oh, I got to make this. And it never occurred to me that, you know, creating stuff like this is actually pretty simple when it comes down to it. You know, there's, there's levels of polish that get into it. And I think that kind of spurred me to look into it a little bit more, but then that, that guy, he, his page disappeared so I couldn't chat with him anymore. And so it just kind of fell into the back of my mind and then he reappeared and we got kind of buddy, buddy. I was one of like the, I was the first VIP patron on his Patreon when he still had the VIP slot and he would make me a few edits of like uh, material I've got from, from some friends of mine who love playing along with it. Like a lot of the people on my Instagram are people I personally know. And I'm just like, Hey, like I got this thing, um, I'll throw you a couple bucks and would you help me with this thing? And they're like, yeah, sure. That's hysterical. Why not? And so then I have like childhood friends now that are doing the giantest thing and like stepping on little people. It's, it's really fun to me. But, um, uh, I remember I would send him some like videos uh, that I would have from them before I could even like do edits myself and he would make them and I'd be like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I got, I got, I got like content now of like, you know, I got that. And I think it was, so that that's kind of where I got like interested in the fact that like, it's just like homebrew stuff. Like it was just stuff you can make at home and not really, you don't need like a big studio like Gary had, or you didn't need like, years and like decades i'd assume of knowledge like uh caitlin's old editor has uh, you don't need all of these like super fancy things to make something interesting make something like make something just real quick and simple but people will still really enjoy it and it was I, I didn't like set out purposely to do them on my phone um that was never the intention what ended up happening is i needed to put a voice over on some footage of uh, one of my clients I, i'm a strength coach outside of this so sometimes people they send me videos in and i give feedback on it but i needed to articulate it in spoken speech and right. so I, I i just searched voiceover app on the apple app store and i found this app called video leap so whenever someone asks me like Oh, what app do you use? What app do you use? What app do you use? I'm like, I use Video Leap. It's Video Leap. It's Video Leap, okay? It's Video Leap. And <laughs> I went in there and did a voiceover on it. It was super easy. I just then I exported the video and I sent it off. But then I saw there was a chroma key option. And in layman's terms, that is basically the green screen button. And I had green screen footage of myself that I would send to Colossal Collages to work with for the edits he would make for me because I was in his VIP tier. And so it was like me in front of a green screen in my old bedroom, like being like, ah, don't step on me. And then like, you know, I get <laughs> sent on. And no, um, so I, w I took that footage out of my Google Drive and I put it into the app with some footage that I had. Like it was, I think it was like the same footage that I had him edit. And then I'm like, okay, so now what do I do? And I started messing around with the chroma key feature until I got something I liked. And then I started figuring out like, okay, well, how do I, get one of these people to look like they're stepping on me. And I think one of the, the one of the very first results I got was that video I posted um, way back in March of last year, but there are a bunch before that, that I, that I started like sprinkling in 
onto my page, but none that I've um, posted because they just look bad. They just look bad. But it was a start. And I started kind of figuring out like, okay, well, you need the guy to not be in this frame because he'll either stay on top of the foot and that doesn't make sense or he'll disappear too soon. And that doesn't make sense. And it was really difficult doing it on my phone for a while because you had to, I had to scrub it with my hand. I didn't have like a keyboard. Like now I can just go and then, you know, scrub along the uh, timeline on after effects to get the exact frame that I want something to happen at where on my phone, like I had to be really precise with it and hope to God, my finger didn't slip when I let go. And there was a lot of trial and error with that. Like a lot of times my finger would slip and I have to kind of not exactly start over, but you know, I just have to, it's really uh, finicky. So that's how I kind of started with, um, with, with doing it on my, on my phone. And a lot of the edits up until shit and up until like had to have been, I'm looking right now on my Instagram and I think uh, I didn't start using after effects until only a couple months ago, honestly, because yeah, I'm, right. I'm looking at this now and like, I can tell all of these are from video leap. I think I started using my, here we go. I started using After Effects in September of last year. The first edit I did is a um, pop video where the guy's hands are like, you know, holding up to the screen. It's my friend uh, Minerva on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was the first time I used After Effects. But really what I saw After Effects as was just like a bigger version of Video Leap. And it quite literally is. I mean, that's the whole idea of Video Leap is it's like a compressed version of special effects uh, of a special effects editor. But um, when it came to edits, that kind of sealed the deal on me wanting to do this uh, a little more permanently. Um, had to have been one of the ones I did with like, um, man, I don't even know. Like there, I think it was one of the ones I posted of um, an old model that's not around anymore uh, from mm-hmm. Germany. Her name's, uh, she goes by Grace. I think it was that one that I posted. I'm just like, okay, like I'm having fun with this. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going at it. And I just kind of kept plugging along, um, posting stuff up here and there. Really simple photo edits, too, which I used PhotoLeap for. They're, they're right. a nice little package of uh, little editing apps you can do for quite literally anything. So I think um, it was right around the time I did that edit of Grace. I think that was, uh, let's see, uh, May of last year that I decided, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep rolling with this because the, they're getting good feedback. Um I'm getting some pretty good responses. Like I'm not a, it's not just like kind of whatever anymore. Like I'm getting, I felt like there was an expectation that I would keep making content. So I kept making content. And then I started realizing there were like little fan favorites on there. Uh, Like G2 is a fan favorite. Every time I post something of G2, people go fucking wild for it. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like I, I know my audience at this point, and I know what they want to see, but I also will throw them curveballs here and there. Like, now I just do straight up um, some just normal foot fetish content with uh, the shoots I do. So it's, like, really simple stuff, like um, just soul shots or someone taking off their shoes and socks. Like, just, you know, really general. Um, you'll find that in any fetish clip store, like, ever. But it, it's the variety is the spice of life thing, so people always want to, like, see something new they want to see a new pair of they want to see a new pair of feet they want to see a new face which usually i don't show my friend's face on here because they don't you know they don't want to but, um, right right and and, and i get a lot of people that get frustrated about that too which is really funny um because it's at the end of the day it's literally just feet 
um, deal with it. You don't need to see what their face looks like to admire what their feet look like. So um, get over yourself and I'll block you if you come into my DMs about that shit. I've done it so many times. Do not test me. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I feel like that was a long-winded way of saying uh, I realized kind of early that I should maybe keep pumping content out because then I had people hitting me up like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Can you make one for me? And it was either like, you know, just some random Joe on Instagram and mm -hmm. I charged like a couple, like, you know, like 50 bucks or something like that. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? And it was like a simple little clip. I'm like, yeah, okay, man, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, and then I even had like other models on Instagram hit me up be like, hey, that's that's kind of cool what you're doing. Can you make one for me? Because they'd have a giantess theme on their page. And, you know, sometimes they don't want just implied stuff. They want something that looks a little more real. And I think once that stuff started kind of rolling in, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep rocking with this. And, um, yeah, that, that that's where I'll end that statement. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> and I, I, I guess I can, like – in a way, it's insanely cool to see that other people within this community. Uh, now, we, I get it. You and me have talked about it off pod, but we've talked about how people feel like they're either entitled or, oh, I need to see everything. Like, well, this is a foot contents page, sir. So can't do that. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all about respect and being able to realize that we're taking the time out of our day to create these awesome things. Same yep. thing with models. So it can be a grind, but um, that answer is brilliant. I, I love that. That's really just emphasizing how much passion you you have for it, um, how much you've grown and seeing other models come to you for a lot of edits and you shooting in general. And that's another topic I want to get into. Sure. Cause like that's been insanely cool to see you travel around the country. And I'm sure eventually that's going to be internationally. But, Ideally this year, but you know, with COVID, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but but yeah, no, definitely. Like, I want to talk to you about shooting with some of these legendary models in this community that have um been around for a few years. You recently shot with uh, Cleo, Autumn, Cleo, Autumn. Um, Man, if anyone yes. from Cleo's first video, there was uh, Leah in that also. Now she has a page. I got to shoot with her too. I thought that was kind of neat. That was the first thing I saw Cleo in. And Leo was in it also. Kind of cool. So, yeah, definitely want to touch on that. Um, how how was it shooting with these models that have been in previous productions with, the, like, like Giantess Avenue? Because that's how <laughs> I discovered both Cleo and uh, Autumn. So how does, what, what's that like shooting with bigger, big names like that? It's, it's uh, I mean, they're... I feel like I feel like a thing that people forget a lot of the time is it's just other people. Um, right. It's it's quite literally other people. I mean, yeah, everyone has a different uh, attitude and persona. Don't get me wrong; like everyone's got a personality, but you'd be very surprised to learn that these folk aren't um, <clears throat> aren't these cruel, evil women that we fantasize <laughs> about. They are. I mean, they are some of the sweetest people on the planet that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, Autumn, Autumn actually kind of, kind of is like the same person. It's, it's really funny. Um, she, she's <laughs> quite literally almost like the same person. Like she's very, she's very sweet, but with like this undertone of sass that it's like if you cross her even the slightest bit, she'll, she'll, she'll end you. And mm -hmm. um, she, she carries that true to like her normal personality, but she has a very big personality. It fills up a room, 
um, so she's she's a she was a total joy to to work with and also continue to um, chat back and forth with here and there and collaborate on other stuff with. Like recently, I made a um, edit of her. Uh, it's like three minutes long. You can find it on her um, on her OF page. It's a uh, throwback to an old Caitlyn movie where some tiny people try to steal a much bigger person's Oreo. But uh, Midnight Goddess, I believe it's called. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, call back to midnight goddess i hope to god caitlin sees it one day because I, I i think it's i think it rocks but anyway um shooting with these people is it was a lot of um well if i don't ask the answer is just going to be no uh and mm-hmm. if the answer is no that's the worst answer you're going to get you're going to get a no um that's how i went about when i shot with azara because she you know she obviously doesn't show her face on instagram or twitter wherever she's on right but i was like hey crazy idea but would you be down to do a shoot with me? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up by you uh, in like a couple weeks. I, I'm gonna have an off day, and um, why don't we get together and we do a shoot? And she's like, "Okay, sure," but we should get to know each other first. So we chatted back and forth, um, and we we finally set up a date for it. And I I guaranteed her like, "Hey, everything I shoot, you will get access to. You can post it. I don't, you know, it's it's all it's your content." And I'll do my best to edit stuff with this. And you just have to, it's, it's, it's just about forming relationships and being cordial with people and understanding what their boundaries are. So um, you don't go into these conversations expecting things out of it because that's um, unprofessional and immature and inappropriate. You're just, you're, you're there to, you're all there. You're, we're all here to create stuff and, right. chase, and chase a bag a little bit. So if I can help people out with that a little bit, because obviously my work kind of speaks for itself at this point, um, even my photography speaks for itself. And mm-hmm. she's she's posted that she's posted content from that shoot, still posting content from that shoot because it was just a big shoot. Um, you know, there are conditions set, and you just meet those conditions. And if you if you form a good long relationship, like friendship or anything like that, or a working relationship after that, then cool. And that's, that's what happened with a lot of the, the folk that I, um, that I've shot with. And it's, it opens, it opens a lot more doorways than you'd think. It's just about being a person and not being a maniac. You're just, you're, you're just people. You're just people. And these people happen to have feet that make money. So if you help them out, they help you out. That's, that's how it works. And and, and, and that's how it should be. I think a lot, I think we often forget, especially in this community, that we're not all tinies and, you know, not all giantesses. Like, we are real people with, you know, real life shit. And um, I feel like that is an element that's often forgotten. And way too we can often. rip. Yeah, way, way too often. often. We, can, we can, I'm pretty sure you and we can go for hours riffing on that on that crap that you see on Instagram, especially when people come to you saying, Hey, can you do this? Or if you don't and blah, blah, blah. And Oh, you're a bitch. And it's, it's just uncalled for. And is it, and you think you gotta remember at the end of the day, is it really that serious? It or literally is it, never is. It's literally never it, that serious. It's just, it, it never is. Bro, exactly. I, promise you, I promise you it's just feet. Like it's, it's not that deep. Yeah, I, get, I, I get so frustrated with like how I sometimes will ruin my page or how I interact with people because it's like you're not when if you DM me I'm gonna act like I normally am and 
if you come to me weird, I'm going to hit you weird also and be an asshole to you because I don't have time for weird in my DMs. Because uh, I, I, I have to treat it like a like a business almost now. Uh, I still have fun and like my personality comes through, I'd hope. But I don't play weird shit. I don't do it. And that's I think that's news. why I have a lot of res- I think I would assume I have a lot of respect among other creators on these platforms because I I approach with a lot of respect. I don't come in like drooling and chomping at the bit for someone's feet. Like I'm not here to be a wild horn dog. I'm here to at the end of the day make some money, honestly, obviously. Uh, but also to form good relationships with people. And I get to travel the country and do that now. It's it's really neat. I've been, this last year, um, I did shoots in Ohio, uh, Texas, California, um, here in uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, Philly. So, I mean, it, it's, there's a, it opens up a lot of avenues for not just people to work with, but also places to see. I, I haven't been to California in over like 15 years or something like that. And I got to go out to Cali for a long weekend and shoot with, I would say legends and they'll laugh if you call them legends, but like Cleo thinks it's hysterical that people think she's a legend. Same with autumn, but at the right. they are, they quite literally are. Right, right, right. I, I, I had this conversation with Cleo about being regarded as a legend and on her episode, but yeah, um, I, I think for, I, I think, and this might be me being a little too deep, stop me, but I feel like as content creators, you do build some sort because you're contributing to this wonderful community. And mm-hmm. I feel like when I talk to another content creator, whether it be fellow editor or model at the end of the day, what we want to do is provide go to content and at also at the same time we're creating stuff that we want to see put out there within this fetish and if it's one thing you've always told me and i've always taken that with me when i was when i'm creating my content is mm-hmm. make stuff make shit that you want to see make stuff that you like 100 if you're making stuff to cater to everyone else you're not going to make anything you like and you're going to burn out a lot faster i know it's just fetish content but if you just keep catering to what dudes in your DMs or on your comments say like, oh, you should do more of this. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, they can shove it. Like I get, I get so many suggestions on stuff. I'm like that, ah, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. Cause I don't want to. Sorry. Right. Exactly. And and that's the thing. I don't, well, if I, if people started doing that, if everyone, every content creator just started doing that, I feel like there would be a lot less joy in the work that we do. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then it's kind of, it starts to become pointless and you start to lose the joy and the passion for that. So I I feel like we have not only a responsibility to the community to contribute, but we have a responsibility to ourselves as creators to have that drive to have just, just keep going. So. Oh, absolutely. There's there's kind of an obligation almost to just continue making content that sets you apart from everyone else. Um, like I remember I, I almost fell into the trap of like just doing the exact same kind of stuff that like Colossal Collages would do. And then, you know, of course, like Nike MD is like probably cream of the crop, like probably number one out there oh, yeah. currently. But, um, Definitely. I, I remember like showing a friend of mine 
their work and being like, oh, I want to make stuff like this. I'm like, why? I'm like, what do you mean? Why? It's awesome. I'm like, yeah, but they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so it kind of, it kind of a bulb went off above my head. That's like, yeah, like take inspiration, but don't copy, even though like they say imitation is the, you know, most serious form of flattery. It's like, flattery. yeah, mm-hmm. but then the whole, the whole content stream is going to look identical. Do, do make stuff that you want to see. And if, if people vibe with it, they vibe with it. If they don't, they don't. And those people aren't your people. Uh, they'll find someone else that they really enjoy. You know, like I, I see edits all the time that I'm like, I understand what you're doing here. It's not my thing, but good job. And right. I can tell when ones are like, man, I don't want to say I have a style because I don't. It's pretty simple. But um, I can tell when someone's like doing like kind of the same thing I'm doing, but then they put their own twist in it. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like, um, right. uh, I think uh, Tiny Factor is a pretty good example of that. Like <clears throat> he'll he'll do kind of the kind of the same thing I do, but he has a little more like uh, a story driven mindset with stuff like right. that. And when you see a tiny factor at it, you can tell it's him. Cause he, he likes doing like the, the, the laser special effects of like a shrink ray or like magic special effects of like a spell being put on someone to make them like smaller. And I think that rocks because that's at the end, of, it, it's all fantasy stuff. And if you can lean into the fantasy thing a little harder, I think that's cool because campy is cool. I'm not going to say his work is campy, but like it's, it's so refreshing to see stuff like that where mine is just really simple violence of like little people getting murdered. (laughs) But um, I think, I think there's a a lot to be said about how people will go about their content in ways that they want to see it. You can even see it with foot models. Um, Like Maven is a really great example of how a page can look iconic you go on her oh, yeah. Instagram page and her Instagram feed has this like really, really specific layout to how she does things. She'll have two mirrored images on left and right and then something different in the middle. And she used to do only black and white on Instagram. I'm glad she started doing color. But um, it's it's just so obviously her. And if you see anyone else do it, it's kind of like, okay, I know where you got that idea from. Like right. you look at her page and you're just like that it's it's so clean looking, like she keeps her reels in her reels area, but her her normal post is just it's it's exquisite to see because there's a very clear intention there. And intention I feel like is sometimes the most important thing with stuff like this. If it's if it's not intentional, you can usually tell. And if it's just thrown right. together, you can tell. If there's right. thought and effort put behind it, you can tell. And it makes it that much sweeter. Definitely. What, what, one thing I'm trying to start developing in my edits is how can I incorporate sound? Because I feel like that's an underrated aspect mm-hmm. for editing. And yep. that really, you know, it adds something. <sighs> I mean, I know some people would say it's subtle or, you know, it doesn't matter. But little things like that, little elements like that, Yep. Just from attention to detail. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's where you want it. That's that's what will set you apart. You're looking at the finer things, (laughs) finer details. What can you add? Um what can you you're thinking of the final product and what you want to see? Like again, you exactly and you can also have like fun stories afterwards, like how did you get that sound effect happen? And you're like, Oh, well, I took a, a thunderclap and reversed it and then slowed it down, and you get like you can you can messing around with sound is really fun like coming from a musician standpoint uh there's so much stuff you can do with um technologies technology these days with uh with sounds and music 
it, why not incorporate that into the content you create? Because you can, and the results are sometimes wild and very unexpected, but very, very cool. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I would expand on that. I remember, um, this is going to be a slight weird tangent, but I remember they were talking about in the development for uh, Batman Arkham City, how they use the how they were using a specific um, thing to simulate when Batman's punching an enemy in the game. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they use that sound effect. They mess with the reverb. They re- they mess with a, a bunch of sound settings. And basically it was cool. Like, oh, because it's basically, I think they said they were using like, some, I can't remember what it was. Probably something, they were doing something. I think it was like plastic. They were just punching through plastic and they edited that and it just sounds like Batman snapping bones. And that was mm-hmm. always cool. So yep. whenever I'm going back to make sound effects or find uh, sound resources, I try to mess with that and say, okay, maybe I can make this sound like, you know, thunderous footsteps coming towards a tiny, or maybe if I find this effect that has a quick little, you know, whooshing noise, I can edit that, make that sound like heavier. Like, you know, a tiny is going to feel the force of wind compared to a giantess. And I feel like little things like that is important to really, you know, develop and, you know, it's, it's something that I like to do because I want to have that feeling that you're down there and you're everything that the giant is, is doing, it's going to be 10 times more effective when you're that small, of course. So, yeah, so it's definitely all in the craft and it's all about developing your own style. And like you said, I feel like, and in a way, yeah, when you first start off, you're, you're not exactly sure how you're doing things and what you're doing, but you're going to eventually develop your own style. And it's everything I've been taught as a graphic designer is like all art and to a degree is stolen. And, yeah. but you're going to make sure you put your own twist on it. So it can continue to be original. No art is truly, you know, no art is truly authentic. One hundred, Yeah, exactly. Authentic, 100% original at the end of the day. It's not, but it, as long as you continue, as you continue to alter and modify and do things where it's your own thing, then totally got to go for it. And like we were saying earlier, you want to see people develop their own style. So I see where you got that from, but you're doing something different with it. And that's what, you know, you want at the end of the day. And, you know, same thing with models, like you were saying earlier, like you were saying that, you know, Cleo, and Autumn was like, no, that, but like, they find it funny that they don't think they're legends, but like a lot of people, I would say mid 20, uh, mid 2010s, a lot of people discovered them and that's, uh, that's how they got into the fetish. And I feel yeah. like it's a lovely affirmation of like getting people to be more expressive with their fetish and open about it. So, you know, I feel like it's pretty cool that, you know, you're, it, it feels like you're also, because like you said, you, but it, it's happening to you too, right? Like you find it unbelievable that people look to you for uh, this content. And, you know, remember you joked around saying your original name was going to be subpar justice edits. Yeah. My, and, my, uh, that's, still my, that's still my email for this too. And I have to like preface it <laughs> whenever someone's like, Oh, where should I send this uh, video? This, um, this, uh, this material to you. I'm like, uh, subpar GTS edits at gmail.com. And I'm like, but I swear <laughs> to God, everything is, it's anything but subpar. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I don't think I can change uh, uh, Gmail addresses. So I'm just kind of stuck with that for right now until I decide to change it later. Um, 
which is which is cool it, yeah. it's a nice reminder where you came from too though yeah exactly and i remember when i first um uh, colossal closet actually made my logo the mm right there i think that shit looks clean as hell but um, so clean so clean um i remember when i was first like yeah i just made the page and i sent him the um i sent him the uh, page with like the edit on he's like why the fuck is it called subpar giantist edits i'm like i don't know i thought it was funny he's like nah dog have some have some uh have some confidence with your shit and so he's like get think of alliteration and so i took like 30 minutes and then i was like a micro merchant and then he made me <laughs> that little logo nice and now it's become this very iconic you know it's very iconic among the computer community so hey it all worked out it absolutely did i'm kind of happy with it because it looks really um it kind of it kind of flows nice off the tongue micro merchant the logo looks nice i like the color of the logo a lot um it's, it's a nice little uh, nice little brand i've got going here and um it definitely is it's, it's it's pretty neato i'm not I'm, I'm not mad at it i could never be mad at it one thing i do want to point out is um when you have to make your backup page after you know the insta police like you're promoting violence and i'm like this I, not violence. <laughs> I mean unless like i, I said violence um, against dumb bitches that that report me for violence that's who i'm reporting that's who i'm promoting violence against Right. And I'm like, unless unless the government knows, and I joked with this with Reckon Beck and her producer a few episodes back, but we were joking like maybe the government knows that they're shrinking technology and they're not just sharing it with us. I said probably wouldn't be surprised. But um but like people gotta realize that this is no not realistic in any way. And it's it's crazy that people will report you for doing like we're reporting violence. I'm like, there's no way this will happen. So people need to cut it out. That's that's literally what I wrote in my appeal. I wrote like a two paragraph appeal back to Instagram <laughs> when I got the opportunity before I left for um before I left for the gym. Like it was like six a.m. last week. Uh, I think it was like maybe Thursday or something. I don't remember. Um, <clears> but <throat> I remember waking up and then like going to see if I could write my appeal yet, and I could. And like fresh out of bed, I wrote a two paragraph appeal saying like hey like i don't know if anyone can tell but being an inch tall is literally impossible so no people are actually being hurt in any of my videos because it's physically impossible to be that small and i i also like hit him with some some stuff about like oh much in the same way that a practical effects artist uses makeup to simulate injury i'm doing the same with video effects to make fictional tiny people and i must emphasize again it is fictitious and a couple hours later i got my page back good stuff so, uh, i don't have to worry about well i mean i guess I, I still kind of am worried i'm not gonna lie but um i don't have to uh i don't have to start over from scratch and now i have a backup page that uh i think already has a thousand followers on it if i'm not mistaken so that's kind of cool like yeah, like nine hundred some followers. Like that's kind of nice. Like I don't, I have something to kind of fall back on. I like the fact that you mirrored your uh, original logo for that one because I noticed it. I'm like, that looks <laughs> different. And I, I'm I like, changed it just a bit, and I put an underscore instead of a period. Um, mm -hmm. I could, I could just get rid of the period at this point, but I like how it's kind of spaced out just a smidge. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just was like, I messaged Colossal. I'm like, dog, I got my fucking page removed. And he's like, so what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I got to make a backup. And <laughs> so I made the backup. I'm like, what the fuck do I do for the logo? And he's like, it should be like the same, but different. I'm going to flip it. I flipped it. There you go. And there you go. And, and it worked. I'm like, I like the subtle, I like the subtleness of it. And I'm like, you can tell this is different, but it still works. And it's, it's so still, clean until that. It's still the guy. It's still the guy. Still, it was so good, so good. Um, so another question. I guess we can start getting to some future uh, questions. Although I feel like that future has become quicker than you even anticipated. But like, um, what can we expect from you in the near future in terms of collaborations, new content, and uh, yeah, like, yeah, just just give uh, the people a rundown. What's the what's the roadmap for this year in twenty twenty two? Um, well, there's, there's uh, some models that I'm trying to solidify shoots with so I can get, you know, so, so I can get the, the angles and the content I want to see, but also some folk that maybe haven't done shoots before. And if you're in the Colossal Plaza Discord, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But um, those are all very tentative things. But in the, in the near future, I'm doing another shoot with Cleo in february of this year 2022 uh i'm doing another shoot with cleo i will very likely be shooting with autumn also i think she's also heading down to florida i'm nice. um, gonna do some more stuff with maven maybe some more stuff with pog because uh, that's a that's a nice little group of folk right there um yeah little the the giantess sisters uh, hopefully shooting with them uh within the next few months but i'm bringing back some old fan favorites from my page so like um the one that goes by lvn which is just like a really quick way of saying 11 because she was 11 we we came up with that like the the first time we shot i'm like what should your nickname be because i'm not going to use your real name and she's like lvn i'm like great so i'm doing another shoot with her soon when she doesn't have covid anymore um right hopefully within the next like few weeks do something new with her i have a i have a video dropping of her soon which it's like a 10 or 15 i think it's it's maybe like 12 minutes long uh without any of the um the pov pov stuff in it so it's gonna be like my first like big film that i'm dropping maybe this weekend i'm just kind of sitting on it i don't really know what i want to do with it yet um because there's stuff that i want to go back and fix but um got a big thing dropping with her soon um what else am I going to do this year? That's a good question. Probably upgrade my like cameras and stuff. I mean, you'll just, it's going to be a lot of more of the same, but things are going to kind of take a shift more into me being my own producer. And I'm not really going to take on a lot of um, requests anymore. Like if, if, if models on Instagram want to do like little collaborations and stuff, that's cool. But I kind of made the mistake last year of taking on, bigger projects than i probably should have and then kind of being like like I, i've been sitting on this levin one for i've been working on it since like june of last year maybe july of last year and mm. i shouldn't have taken on that project but i i'm really glad that i did at the same time just because it was a lot more work than i was anticipating having to do um cleo and i are dropping a lot of new content soon i have a lot of footage from our shoots that she is going to start posting up once she's not shadow banned on instagram anymore oh yeah also the the video that we shot with her autumn and leah 
will be wrapped up by the end of February, and it's a um, a giantess slumber party video, which is going to be very fun. But um, that's going to be the most ambitious thing I do this year, just because I filmed it with like three separate cameras almost for every scene. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of moving around and a lot of moving parts for that one. So that's going to be like a real test of my metal to see what I can pump out. And I think once I do that, and once I wrap that thing up, that'll kind of more solidify me as a quote household name for mm-hmm. uh, size content because that's going to be Definitely. that's going to be a pretty pretty long one. And like I said, very ambitious in the sense that there's a lot of shit going on with that one. I'm probably going to try to story finish the storyboard for it today. Um, but like collaborations, like I just always hope to shoot with new people. Um, I, I might be shooting with, um, if anyone remembers uh, Souls Chick, it has like two C's in, on, um, and it, if she was, she was on Instagram for a while, she's on Twitter now, but, uh, there's a potential that I'll shoot with her in California soon. Um, I don't know. There, there's some folk that, um, have expressed some interest. They're just a little unsure. So, but like I said, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And that's, that was the key. I just ask them like hey would you be down to do this and they're like maybe let me get back to you on it and i'm like cool and you i i've shot with enough people now that i have a shit ton of references and i have a lot of examples of my work and my work is my work is good awesome awesome good to hear it seems like seems like you're really heading in an excellent direction like i said it, it's happened quick for you so very cool. um and it's truly awesome to see that growth happen so pretty pretty cool um and then i guess what's your eventual end goal at the end of the day um because if you're gonna because from what it seems like if you're gonna start taking requests are you do you feel like you're gonna become like a mini one-man studio or how would you see that uh how do you see that working um end goal wise would would be it like i mean it already is the majority of my income so which is which is actually pretty neat i got to uh quit the nine to five pretty recently because i was just i was doing well enough and budgeting properly like i'm not an idiot when it comes to spending money so i was able to kind of figure out uh, as well as like um, right with my strength coaching um i was making more than i was at my nine to five and i got more time to work on this which will only make this grow bigger awesome um, so end goal i mean would be I kind of think more, um, I don't know. I don't really see an end in my, in, in sight for it. I think, um, every like quarter of this year, I'd like to see pretty exponential growth with my subscription services. So my Patreon is my biggest one. I just recently launched an OnlyFans, but there's not a whole lot on there yet. Cause I don't know what to do with it. Um, but if you want to check me out on OnlyFans, you absolutely can. Uh, it's not a lot of shit there though, but, and, uh, like, Every month, I'd like to see my Patreon go above what it was the past month. Um, mm-hmm. Last November was probably my biggest uh, month so far. Uh, I did I did the best in November because I dropped a um, I dropped a feature length with Jade on there, which I mean it was more like a five minute clip, but that was my first like mini film, and uh, it did really well, and people really liked it. So I have a kind of a formula figured out for how I want my um, patreon to function i think like every month i'm going to be putting out a roughly five to maybe 10 minute clip if i do 10 minute clips there'll be more of a gap in between when films get released but 
uh, I'm going to be putting out like uh, a longer, a longer movie type of giantess film onto the Patreon once a month. And then everything after that will be exclusive edits, photo shoots, um, general feet stuff. But um, I've been pumping out a lot for my patrons lately, which I'm sure I, I hope they appreciate because they get a lot more than any other platform does right now because they deserve it. Um, right. But uh, if, if we're talking like end goal, I'd like this to just be the thing I get to do permanently. And I love everything I do. I don't do something if I don't like doing it. Uh, I'm very quick to stop doing something if it becomes not fun for me. And I, I haven't really hit a rut since uh, kind of, you know, hitting the ground running on this. I, I've, I've just been making and making and making the same way I did last year when I just, when I first discovered I can make edits on my phone, but now I'm doing it on a higher quality level, higher production level, I guess. Um, but I'm doing it really consistently. I'm learning more things every time I make a new edit. I'm like, Oh, what if I made it, you know, look, make his shadow look more realistic or, um, what if I mess around with the camera blur? So it like meshes in really well with the how the how my camera was focusing that day or decided to autofocus randomly and really screw up the shot right and getting really uh familiar with like blood effects and um getting things to look as realistic as they possibly can uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get to a higher and higher production level maybe every quarter this year get some new green screen uh stuff in so like stuff that i can make more green screen material with because uh, right now i use grand theft auto mods to create my tiny people which right. works for variety, but you're kind of limited in um, in what they do. Uh, you know, you can only have them do some certain things here and there. And that's why with my Jade edit, I was really happy with how that turned out because I, I queued up a bunch of animations for my Tiny Dude to interact properly with Jade. And it turned out really well. I was really happy with, with, how, that, with how I managed to do that. I have no idea how I did it. But... Um, but yeah, yeah on, on, the, on the topic of like not doing custom requests anymore, uh, it just eats up too much time. And sometimes it's not stuff I want to do. And I've right. had really, really bizarre requests where, man, like I, I don't even know where people's minds go sometimes. But I would just, even then I would say no, but I kind of want to just close off requests in general and just kind of. If anyone asks me for a request that's not a model on Instagram, I'll just I just I just don't won't answer it because I want to make content I want to create. And if a right. model reaches out to me and was like, "Hey, how can I do something like you did or like you do?" I'm like, "Well, no, just this is what you do: imitate something off my page, and we'll go from there." Because then it's still something I want to do, it, and it's just another another flavor thrown into the pot. So I don't have right. to like I don't have to uh, worry about doing uh, custom content. I think if I do do custom content ever again, um, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> so that's probably yeah. that's probably the vibe I'm going to go with. So just quote them like a huge number, so they'll just be like, "Oh, that's expensive." And I'm like, "Yep." And then they won't. Then either they'll pay for it or they won't. So the guys that really want it will pay for it. Not we wrong. Not wrong. Do affordability. Shout out to Maven Shout me for that lovely me. reel. That was a lovely girl she posted. And it's true. We, we, we don't. We don't. Um, but definitely feel that. And um, before we wrap up here, do you have any uh, questions for me? I, I always ask each guest, you know, if you feel like you want to know 
about said host, definitely feel free to uh, ask me any questions. So if you have any questions for me, I would love to hear them. What's your end goal? Man, that's... Yeah, we're expecting that. Where are you? I was not. (laughs) What is my end goal? Um, You know, I... This... This has changed my uh, life in a lot of ways too. I, uh, it's, I've learned video editing due to this and it's been the most rewarding thing. I've been able to meet some cool people like yourself. Uh Um, I'm shooting with Pogzilla in February and there are other models who are asking me to shoot with them in the future and I'm in school. So I, I, I'm going to finish school first, but I'm starting to see this as an avenue for me in terms of being into multimedia and making content in a way. And for someone who's had this fetish for 10 plus years and not never had a way, never has had a way to express it and doing it in this way where it's rewarding because it's like, it's so gratifying to me that I'm making content that people like out there and the fact that I can, you know, get like it, it, it fuels my creative juices for one, but I never thought it would be, it's become a side hustle. Now, is this something I can see becoming a main thing? Quite possible. I haven't seen that in my vision yet, but would I like it to, I would not be against it, mm-hmm. but we're, we're going to see how that alters over time. Um, I recently, um, after some encouragement from, um, other editors and models, I've been encouraged to say, Hey, you should start a Patreon. So I launched that not too long ago. And it's, and my whole thing is I want to do what you did for me. And I want to continue to give back to this community because, you know, it's all about just going out there and doing the damn thing, you know? And, um, and, and at the end of the day, I'm doing the damn thing and absolutely, it, it's been amazing. So, um, I'm not sure if I have a definitive end goal yet, but if, if things keep going the way they've been going, um, cause my, my one year anniversary of doing this is coming in a few months in April. So, um, it would be nice to just reflect and see how it's come out. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad of what it's given. Like, it's cool that we can have a conversation about this on a podcast nonetheless. And I think that's the coolest shit ever. Making this podcast is kind of rules, dude. I, I, it's crazy. So the fact that we can talk about this in an open, in an open space like this, and the community is behind it, and I'm, it's been exciting just being a part of this journey and doing a lot with it. So I didn't think giantism would become so big in my life over these past um, eight months, but um, it has, and I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, this, this is going to be something I'm going to carry me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Now it become my main thing. Who knows? But I know it's going to be something that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life, hopefully. And I, I love it. And, you know, um, one angle I do have is I would love for everyone. And I know we talked about it, but I want to see all the editors, all the models come together to make one big giantess movie, just to show that we, we can do that shit. And, I would love that. I remember. Um, I think it was um, who, who was it that gave me that idea that brought up that idea with me recently? Uh, was it Micro Me that did that? That has that yeah, idea too. 
Because he pitched it to me as well. But like all the, that would be all cool. All the breath left my body when I'm like, oh, how long do you want it to be? And he goes, like an hour. Uh, I just like <laughs> wanted to die. I'm like, oh my God, you know how long it takes to make a five minute movie? Like Ooh. an hour? <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's a full time thing, then and then, you know, like, absolutely. I'm definitely not opposed to that idea. I think it would actually kind of be fun. I mentioned it, I mentioned it to Cleo, and she said that would actually be really fun. So it's, I would not say it's outside the realm of possibility. I think a lot of planning would have to go into place to make that happen, but I think it definitely could. Definitely. That, that would be extremely just crazy. But it's like one of those YouTube things where it's like, um, some scene from a cartoon but it's a different animator every 15 seconds yeah yeah something like that that could probably be more practical you just have to you know piece it get together of course but you know yeah that that would be pretty that would be pretty fucking bomb um and i guess also um yeah so i guess that's my long-winded answer to what's my eventual end goal with this uh would be and uh like I said, I, I just have to personally thank you because you what you've done for me is what I want to do for others. So I really appreciate you, man. I really do. Of course, brother. And then um, I guess, oh, one more thing I do have a question about. Um, so, I remember, so I was talking to Cleo on the last episode about tag. And, you know, she said, yeah, my girl told me what it was. And would and I know you, we've joked around about it, but is there a chance you would want to be, cause I know you've got questions about that too, but would you like really be like, are you asking if I'm going to actually remake it? Yes. Um, every time someone asks if I'm going to remake it, I say, no, what I would end up doing, I would probably redo all of the death scenes in it. So like every time that, um, either, uh, Rebecca or Brandy killed a tiny person. I think. Yeah. I think I would only do those scenes because there are, there is so much just like junk in that movie. In between, yeah. There is so much junk in that movie. Um, there there is a whole Matrix fight scene. I don't think people remember that. There is a whole like weirdly choreographed fight scene in the middle of it that is just yeah. god awful <laughs> to watch. Like it's. It's beyond campy. It's just like bad student film level at that point. And I just can't. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I think it would be hysterical. <laughs> Shit. Now I think this is a good idea. Um, damn it. Now I kind of want to do that because it'd be funny. <laughs> um, but she, they're like fighting and he like, she like knocks him down on the floor and shrinks him and steps on him, but he doesn't mm-hmm. die. And then he like does a Superman jump and punches her when he's really tiny and I'm just like, this is awful. This is so bad. No wonder this, this whole production company went under it was yep. actually because they stole a bunch of money from people because they promised tag part two and they didn't deliver on it. But anyway, that's lore. You can quiz me all day. I know too much lore about this community. Um, but I, my first idea would be to do all of the death scenes. If I were to fully remake it, um, I would probably try to stick true to their original vision of having only one giantess in it. But I think what kind of lends to that film's, I don't want to say notoriety, but I guess that's the only word I can use, um, is the fact that they couldn't, either they couldn't afford Rebecca to stay in it, or she left because she wasn't comfortable with it anymore. I don't think it was that. 
Um, I think she kind of knew it was like some weird fetish thing starting off, but I don't think they could afford her because she was literally a um, Price is Right girl. I don't know yep. if that was before or after she was, but she was a Price is Right girl. So I'd imagine booking her was pretty expensive. So she left halfway through, and that's when they had to change to a different person. It's not because like that was part of the story. They had to change the story because Rebecca had to leave. So I don't know if I would keep with the original idea of having just one girl or have it split up, but it splits so awkwardly. Like if you watch it, all of a sudden there's just a new girl, and you're like, oh shit, why? Um, they no try to reason either. The story, but it doesn't. God, why do I know so much about this shit? <laughs> why do I know this so much? It, but, um, it, I mean, it's iconic for the right and wrong reasons, but yeah. yeah it, I mean, if I were to remake it, it won't be for a while. Um, I, I I think it would be really fun and like also kind of funny to do because the special effects that they did aren't like that crazy difficult. But I remember Colossal Claus is mentioning to me once, like, if you were to redo it, you kind of need to do what they did and make sure they, they matched their lighting and on all the tiny people, like, perfectly. Like, yeah. they, they do not, not at any point do they look out of place. And I think that is wickedly impressive. Because um, a lot of times in, like, Gary's and, like, Gary Pranzo's stuff, like, you can tell he's reusing assets all the time. Right. Like, and that, right. that's fine. He knows what he's making and he knows how to make his money. And side note, but I respect him a lot for that because he makes what he knows will pay his bills and feed his family. That dude rocks. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yep. Shouts out Gary Pranzo. But they, they, with Tag, like, man, they matched everything like perfectly. Like, they, they look like they belong there. And that would be the biggest challenge. Uh, for me currently because i don't have access to like um a super good special effects studio or green screen studio like they obviously did uh, or they just had something like that but that would be the biggest challenge is just getting everything to look like it belongs where it is i wouldn't be opposed to it at this point um but i'll probably do all the death scenes first with like different people and then decide it's probably going to be cleo because duh but um I, I guess I I guess I would do it at this point. I guess I would try to do it. Fine, for sure, for fine. Sure. You hear it here first. <laughs> I will remake tag. I will do it. Twenty twenty two tag remake. Stop asking me about it. It'll happen. There it is, and I promise that's the last time I'll bring it up. But <laughs> no, to everyone else, like, dude, like at least once a week, someone asks me if I'm going to remake tag because they see the tag edit of Cleo and they're like, "You going to remake it?" I'm like. <laughs> oh, well there's the answer for that guys that's the answer I for that remake it i promise awesome awesome all righty then well thank you for being on here man um really appreciate it um if you ever want to come back for season two coming in spring um if you ever want to come back for season two of sizing up we're thinking of doing a joint you know multiple guests at the same time maybe oh, a panel awesome. of editors and models um, but yeah, so yeah, if you ever want to come back and just, you know, have an open, like, you know, cold open or just talk about the things we all go through as editors and creators and models, you know, you're, I would love to have you for that. So Dude, absolutely. That's, that'd be killer. I'd love to. That's oh, okay. Cool. 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 Definitely. We'll talk about it. Um, so before I go ahead and sign off. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Although you have all the platforms at this point, but where can everyone find you? Oh, holy shit. Um, so I have, I have a, 
a profile on practically everything at this point. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. If you just search micro merchant, you'll either find me or my backup page on Twitter. I am micro underscore merchant on deviant art. I am also, I am just micro merchant, just one whole word, uh, on OnlyFans. If you want to check me out on OnlyFans, I am also micro merchant on there. I am just, just micro merchant, one word on Patreon. I am also micro merchant, one word. You can find me on practically everything these days. Uh, the only thing I will never make is a TikTok because um, no, I will not. I will not make a TikTok for this stuff. It will not felt. happen. Felt, felt, felt. All right. Well, again, thank you again, my man. Truly honored to have you on. Thank you, brother. And for sure. And for everyone else, um, if you guys need to find me, you can find me at Jack the Speck. Jack the motherfucking oh. Speck, bro. Ah, love that. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on my recently launched pa- Patreon. Boy, got a Patreon. Go subscribe to that shit. Yes. Um, also, I do have an OnlyFans. It is under the same name. I do lurk there. No content yet, but never say never. And... And if you need to email me, that will be jackspec15 at gmail.com. Anyway, homies, for that, with that being said, this has been your boy Jack the Spec with your boy Michael Virgin. And we'll see you guys on the interwebs. And stay well, be easy, and I'll see you guys later. Thanks. Peace out.